Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Welcome to the She Slays the Day podcast with Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Direct, soulful, comedic, advice for female chiropractors' most stagnating questions. Let's talk business, marriage and relationships, momming, and self-development. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Hey everyone, this is Lauren Brunslick, your host of the She Slays the Day podcast, and I am as usual, pretty damn excited to be sitting at this mic. Um, okay, so I feel like sometimes this mic is like a confessional for all you Catholics out there, where I get to just tell you really dumb, embarrassing stuff that I wouldn't admit to someone else's face, but because nobody else is looking at me and I'm just talking to a microphone, it's somehow less embarrassing and I get it, the shame off me. Okay, so this morning I spent, um, I don't know, no less than 20 minutes uh, down the wormhole trying to figure out what the heck is going on with Megan and Harry. Okay, so I'm recording the intro for this episode just a couple days before it drops. And this week, like what? They've left the royal family? If you don't know, I don't know why you follow this show if you don't follow Megan and Harry also. Um, okay, that's not the embarrassing part that I spent 20 minutes on that because what is embarrassing is that after that, I caught up on the royal gossip, I learned that apparently we're potentially going to war with Iran. Now, did I at this point spend 20 minutes down the wormhole trying to figure out and understand more? No, I didn't. I just walked around like, what? And I waited for Kirby to wake up and I'm like, what is going on? Um, so yeah, that's my dumb, you're very silly, fearless leader over here has really dumb priorities in what I choose as newsworthy. Um, so there, I admitted it, it's gone. I can be forgiven. Okay, and I still don't know what's going on with Iran, but I'll do that after I record this. Okay, so um, another thing I'm embarrassed about is that I could talk about today's topic for hours. Um, it's the app we all love to hate, Instagram. So I'm interviewing Dr. Rebecca Risk today, and she's probably better known as her Insta handle, at the chiropractic guru. Um, and we're actually answering, instead of one question, we're answering multiple different questions from both of our audiences on Instagram. Um, we both met on, you guessed it, Instagram. And I just really liked her aesthetic. Her photos are pretty. Her, 
her feed, her bio is great. Um, and you can tell she really knows what she's doing. So I reached out and I was like, um, do you want to come to my birthday party? Which is code for, do you want to be on my podcast? Um, so a couple months ago, we put out there, like, what do you guys want to know? And we got a lot of questions covering from just like novice. Wait a minute. Is novice an expert or an amateur? I think it's an amateur. I don't know. From amateur to expert, we'll say that. Um, what is novice? Okay, so we got all, questions are all over the place. So just like me, uh, this episode, we're covering a lot of different ground. And some of it might be over your head and you're like, I don't know what they're talking about. That's okay. You don't need to. Um, and some of it you might consider preschool material for like some of the more um, people who are just getting started. I think that the person who's going to get the most is that middle of the road Instagrammer who has an account, a personal account, a business account. They know how to post, but is looking to up their game. Um, I'm actually pretty harsh. Um, I, I lay into people in their business Instagram accounts pretty harshly on here. So I apologize. I was, I was getting heated, um, but I think I say some. So anyway, so we drop a lot of resources and apps too in this. So this might be one of those episodes where you want to check out the show notes on our website. Uh, just saying. Uh, so go check out the show notes at sheslayspodcast.com. And while you're there, you know what? You might as well just get on our weekly slay list because those cute little inspirational emails are going out every Sunday uh, just to kind of like jazz you up, make you laugh, realize life is not to be taken too seriously and to think bigger and believe in yourself. So you'll like them, I promise. So before we dive in, we are going to do a listener spotlight because if you're going to take the time to write something, I'm going to take the time to read it out loud. So this comes from Dr. Rebecca. Oh, weird. It's the same name. I didn't even realize that when I was setting that up. Okay, so this is not the Dr. Rebecca that I'm interviewing. This is a different Dr. Rebecca. Um, so she actually sent me an email that was um, really good, and it was long and personal, so I'm not going to share that. Uh, but she just talked about how rough 2019 has been and how... Um, God has been so impactful in her survival in this year, and um, she included this little review that I will read. So she said, thank you for being honest and being real. I love your podcast, and it makes me smile every time I listen. Plus, I learned something too. Dr. Rebecca, warrior in training. And I think that is the coolest way to like sign off an email, like talk about a mic drop. And I told her, just drop that in training. Just keep warrior. Um, so thank you for that, Dr. Rebecca. I can't tell you how much your entire email meant to me. Um, what's really funny is I throw away cards like fast, like really, really fast. Anybody listening who's sent me a card before, um, I appreciate it. Don't, don't worry. I, I liked it, but like I, there's something where I like pull it out of my mailbox and I open and I just start walking towards the garbage can and I read it and then I toss that. Um, but emails I keep, you know, and I guess that's obvious. It's a card is clutter and what am I going to do with it? Put it in a I suppose I could put it in a drawer, except Curry, Kirby keeps all of his cards and it drives me nuts. Every time I'm over in his office, I just want to like take, he's got cards that I gave him for Valentine's Day or Father's Day from three years ago. And I just want to be like, just throw that shit away. Like, ugh. 
Anyways, I can you tell that affirmations is not my love language? But Dr. Rebecca, that was a weird way to end a segment on how much I appreciate your guys' reviews, because I swear I do. Just put them in virtual writing. Okay. So I want to make sure before we get started that I give a huge shout out to one of my friends and personal favorite workout and mindset coach, Megan Sanvey. Uh, so depending on when you're listening to this, you may or may not have an opportunity to jump on board with her new program, Muscles and Mindset. So it's launching this week, the week of January 13th. Um, so check it out quickly and reach out to her to see if it's too late to join um, because it's an amazing opportunity. So this is an eight-week program where you're going to get customized nutrition plan tailored specifically for you, your macros. Um, they're going to be your nutrition will be reviewed weekly and adjusted as needed. You're going to get customized monthly workout plans that work with your schedule and how much time you have availability and what you're able to do. Um, and then weekly video check-ins where you're going to discuss goals, progress, and address any struggles or concerns you have. Um, and then mindset hacks that are going to help you overcome your fear of food and struggles um, with exercise. And lastly, accountability is the big thing that you get with this because so many of us, how many of us are like, yeah, 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 I'm going to get strong in 2020 and I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. and I'm going to do this, but we're not accountable to anyone. So how successful are we half the time? Not so much. So if you're interested, like I said, uh, you're going to want to check it out quickly because it launches this week. Go to fitandfierce.co forward slash work with me. And we will have that in the show notes also. And make sure you mention She Slays the Day podcast and you're going to get yourself a hundred bucks off the entire program. So whoop, whoop. Whew. Okay. We're going to calm the F down now and center ourselves in prayer. God, shit. Sometimes I am really embarrassed of my love and relationship with social media. Um, but I believe Jesus would totally have an Instagram account. Uh, it's a great tool to spread message across nations. I think he would have just killer photos. Um, but I know that he would separate from the attachment and um, subconscious worshiping that we do to that in that feedback. So remind us to take all the advice today with a grain of salt. And that there are times to hustle and there are times to rest and not all are called to impact the world through this little, very meaningless app. Keep anyone listening from seeing their worth in numbers and likes. Um, it's easy to get caught up in and I believe you're like a very patient father just watching from the sidelines, watching us like indulge and make stupid decisions and spend our time on things that don't matter in our purpose. And at the end of the day, you're just like, did it fulfill you? Do you feel good? Okay, come home to me now. Uh, so we love you. Thank you so much for your grace and your forgiveness. And um, I'm thankful for conversations like this today, for sure. Uh, but even more thankful for you being my number one follower. Woo, love you, God. All right. So with that, we are going to jump right in to my interview with Dr. Rebecca, the chiropractic guru. We are talking Instagram. Thank you everybody for joining the She Says the Day podcast. We have Dr. Rebecca Hopkins on today, woo -woo, otherwise known as the chiropractic guru on social media. Welcome to the show, Dr. Rebecca. 
for having me. It's such an honor. I absolutely love your podcast. And I listen on my way to work almost every week. Oh, that is awesome. Um, So I have you on to talk about one of my favorite topics. I hate to admit it that I am totally this vain, but I love Instagram. I really do. I love to hate it. And so I was like, when we had um, the suggestion for people to like bring it up, I was like, I would like to have her on to talk about it because you have a great Instagram account. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, I have really great um, followers that are super interactive and super supportive. So it makes it super easy. Oh yeah. Sure. We will get to that. Um, because that makes a difference is interaction. Um, okay. So listeners, normally you are used to us having like one overarching question from somebody today. I don't know because I don't think it's, I'm just going to call it what it is. Mark Zuckerberg is not listening to this podcast. So Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram. It's mostly love, but I think because Instagram is so vain, you can't really get like deep and talk for 45 minutes about one question. So we're going to do more of like a rapid fire style of questions. Do you have the questions that you got from your listeners? I do. Yes, I do. Okay. So um, before we jump straight in, will you please just give us a little bit of a background on you? Of course. So I am actually Canadian. A lot of people don't know this. Um, I moved from Canada about a year and a half ago, so July of 2018. Um, So I graduated from the Canadian Memorial Chiropractic College um, back in 2018 and was just obviously super excited about graduating. Fresh, new doctor. Um, Did I know what I wanted to do? Not really. But I ended up meeting my husband now um, in Canada while I was in school, actually, in my second year. And we got engaged, married, and actually um, had he surprised. I had a graduation trip after graduation um, in Texas, where he's from. And he had a surprise proposal um, and just kind of decided from there that we were just going to stay in the States. Um, Super excited about being here. I'm currently in Dallas, working in Flower Mound. Okay. Um, so familiar with the area. And yeah, so I started my journey here in the States and super excited about it. It's been great so far and just loving it. So first of all, yeah, the state, from what I understand, practicing in the States is way better than Canada. Sorry to all my Canadian listeners, but like you guys, most of the, they're in there. Okay, hold on. They're not States. What are they? Um the what are they called Providence, yes provinces um some of them are just like super i swear to god they hate chiropractic at least pediatric chiropractic so you picked a good a, a good choice i'm sure there are some provinces up there that are are great but texas i like texas um that's a huge temperature change it definitely is i think it was a good change for me at least I love the sun. I love to be in the sun and just soak it all in. I mean, when you live in Canada and especially I'm from Ottawa and I went to school in Toronto, kind of similar weather, um, but not really. Ottawa is really brutal with the snow. It does snow a lot. We get a lot of inches. So just living there and growing up there and you just never get used to it. It's just never, it never becomes easy. It never becomes like a way of life it just becomes even more depressing and just heavy every single year. So I was, 
I'm from Wisconsin, like North Wisconsin. And this year, so if I look back the last 12 months, so it's November when we're recording and I look back to the previous November, we had eight months of basically winter. Um, and like, and like one of those months you might be able to like call kind of spring and one you might be able to call kind of fall, but yeah, I'm like, maybe I'll move down and work for you. So are you an associate or do you own your own clinic? I'm actually an associate. Okay. Um, so working at Epic Healthcare in Flower Mound, for those of you who know it or who don't know it, um, super great concept. It's a holistic medical clinic, actually. And okay. I'm one, uh, three, four chiropractors. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Um, and did you know, so what, what is a holistic medical clinic? So we are very different. I know that in Canada, they do this a lot where it's multidisciplinary practices and clinics that have a bunch of different providers under one roof uh, treating patients. Um, here, I don't see that often. I didn't really see that often, um, just being out here and seeing the different chiropractors. Um, but we are, that's what we do. So we're a multidisciplinary practice. We have a PA on staff. We also have medical massage therapists on staff. We do a lot of regenerative medicine as well. And obviously our chiropractic care, rehabilitation, um, physical therapy, um, you name it. We, we pretty much have it all and we kind of just tailor our treatments to whatever patients need. Got it. Okay. Got it. So then let's, let's jump in because the next question I was going to ask was kind of related to Instagram anyway. So, um, so when did you, cause you got married in October of 2018, right? So when did you start? So you don't run the business account side of it, right? You like, you um, have your personal Instagram, but like you're not running Epic's Instagram. So I, I do run Epic's Instagram. Oh, you do? Okay. Started off with Epic, they did not have an Instagram. <laughs> they did, but it wasn't very active and they weren't using it much. So I kind of took it over and started kind of working on it and increasing the followers. And um, yeah, so I guess you can say that, yeah, I have. Okay, awesome. So that will definitely really help when we're going through some of those because you not only have like the personal, but also the small business aspect because, or the um, clinic side because you most people tend to have multiple accounts where it's like all right I have my private one that's kind of this like public persona but then I also have like the actual brick and mortar clinic one so we'll, you'll be able to look at the questions from from both sides so why don't we start with some of the questions that you got on mm -hmm. yours and then we can kind of go from the questions I have so one of the most common questions I got was what is my favorite editing app what yep, that's one of the ones I have too. So like, what are your favorite Insta apps that you use? Which it's a great question because it's just such a useful tool. It makes things easy. Um, it makes things unison and just look pretty and aesthetic. <laughs> um, so two of my favorite editing apps that I, I think I use, I, I do use for all of my pictures. Um, I got specifically what do you use for pictures and then what do you use for your stories? Okay. So pictures and editing and just making it look really pretty and um, good lighting and just look flawless, if you want to say that, um, is the app Lightroom. Yep. Which and I... Your presets that you... Exactly. So I'll definitely... Um, I actually go on Etsy and I actually buy presets. So I think they're five 
they're super cheap. They're like $5 for, I think like 10 of them. Oh, seriously? I paid 20 bucks. Where did I get light and airy? Did I buy it straight through Lightroom, I wonder? But yeah, the presets I bought were like 20 bucks. Were they? Yeah, yeah. so I, um, I guess I saw it with other followers who had been do the same thing. And one time I was just on my stories and they were like, oh, there's this deal on Etsy. So I went and checked it out and super cool. Like you can just select any kind of style or um, whatever your vibe is. You yeah. can just select. That's, and that's, that's typically what I do. Honestly, it takes two seconds. I just put it on the photo and it just looks like I want it to and brand new. So. Now we kind of like, I said we were going to jump in, but we jumped like way right in with a question that is about like presets. Um, so let's answer a question right now of like, how much work do you put into the aesthetic of your grid? And then we can come back to like the story thing, but we kind of have to like start with the people who are like, wait, what are you even talking about as far as like presets and Lightroom and at using apps? So kind of give like a summary of like how much thought you put into like the aesthetic of stuff. So there's at the beginning, I didn't have much of a pattern when I first started my page. I started at zero. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was just kind of, I knew what my goal was. My vision was I wanted to build a professional doctor page. That was one of my top priorities. And I just didn't know. I knew I wanted to educate. I didn't know how. So mm -hmm. I was just kind of testing the waters, doing what I felt was right. And then as I was going along, it just kind of got easier. And I kind of was like, you know what, let me pick. Because people like that. People like to know like to expect things. So if you're doing a page, like building a, an Instagram page is super important to have a pattern in what you do. And people want to know, okay, well, I know Dr. Hopkins posts this, this, and this, and that's why I'm going to go visit her page. So if you're all over the map, it makes it really difficult and confusing for followers to kind of really truly follow you and be into it and be a page that they're going to almost every single day for a specific thing. So I just knew I wanted to add. Yeah, when you say pattern, because there's kind of two patterns that I hear. So like there's the pattern of like your buckets. I've kind of heard him talk about like, what are your five things that you'll post about? So um, for instance, like our chiropractic clinic would be like babies getting adjusted, pregnant women getting adjusted, nutrition and I don't know what the other two would be you know but like so like that would be our pattern so I wouldn't come out of left field and for my clinic post um like some sports rehab thing because all of our people would be like what I thought you were like a pediatric and prenatal and then like personally I like just Lauren Brunslick, I like to post about plants. I'm obsessed with plants. Um, I like to post about running. I like pizza, traveling, but like, I'm trying to think like, I don't know what I would, would come out of left field, but like, you know, I kind of even have those buckets or categories um, that people would expect and they wouldn't be like, why is Lauren trying to sell me Rodan and Fields or something like that? I guess that would be, a, um, so there's that pattern of like, what are your buckets that you traditionally will post on like subjects, but then there's also the like photo, photo, comment, like photo, comment, photo, like that type of thing. So which one are you kind of both, right? Well, essentially both. 
uh, I kind of was just like, you know what? I want to do quotes where I can just, quotes are really cool to me. Like when I go to people's, people's pages, I'm like, it's just so refreshing. It's easy to, to look at. It's, it's just, I like them. So I was like, you know what? I want to incorporate that into my, into my page. So I decided to do, you know, a whole row um, of just comments. And those typically are mostly chiropractic related. Okay. I use the quotes as a way and outlet for chiropractic. Then I kind of bring in my other photos where I um, like to motivate and I also like to educate. So sometimes I'll have a caption where I'm motivating. um, And then other times I'll have a caption where I'm actually educating on something, either chiropractic, health, wellness, nutrition, um, gut health, things like that. Okay. Got it. And again, like we, do you go to buy Rebecca or Becky or is it Rebecca? Call me Rebecca. Yeah. Okay. Cause I didn't want to go spend this whole hour and like, you're like, actually my, most people just call me this. Um, okay. So what I think everyone's going to have to kind of do is they're going to have to use a little bit of discernment while they're listening to this episode, because you and I, I would say, oh, I hate the word evolve because that implies like any kind of mm, higher whatever. Um, but I think that we were interested enough that we took Instagram to kind of that next level where you are doing this design. And if you are listening to this, just going like, I have a business page that currently has 57 followers and I'd like to figure out how to get more like if you're listening you're just gonna have to kind of go like oh that sounds like a next level instagram and this sounds like an intro thing so just listeners use discernment and if it sounds like i have no idea what they're talking about don't worry about that like in the beginning start with like some like i want to motivate i like what you said like like to motivate I want to educate. I want to, you know, maybe shed light on something, but like pick those and then pick your topics and just post pictures. Don't worry about like what your grid looks like. As long as you're pretty I really didn't worry about that because I didn't know better. Yep. Um, I just stuck to the things that I knew and I picked three things and I would just keep posting, you know, every week on those things. And I would just alternate mm-hmm. until you get into a rhythm you kind of figure out okay what's working what's not working what people are liking what they're not liking um what's attracting more uh, traction I guess and what what's getting you the likes um so yeah I wouldn't worry too much about the you know the detailing and all that stuff I would just focus on okay what what do I want to portray what do I want to um educate people on and so on yeah Okay, let's go back to your favorite apps because all we got to was Lightroom. Sorry. (laughs) Sidetrack. So another favorite app of mine is the Mojo app. So M-O-J-O. And that's the one that I use actually for my quotes on my page. So I don't know if you noticed, but it kind of like, I don't even know how to call it, but it like, it's like a video and the letters just go across, kind of like someone's typing. Okay, got it. Yep. So that's just for that. And then I also use uh, Canva for my stories. Oh yeah. So Canva, I'm sure you're familiar with Dr. Lauren with it, but it's super easy to use. You just have to insert things and the templates already there and you could just post it on your story. It has like the settings already made for the stories, photos, whatever it is, invites, all this stuff. So it's super cool, super easy, and it doesn't take much time at all. 
Yep. Um, and you probably use some kind of website that you insert content that doesn't make you put the periods in between paragraphs on Instagram. Uh, I have not used that, but oh. tell me. So, okay. So I'm going to have to include the link in the show notes. But like, oh yeah, you use periods. Woohoo, here I am. Okay. Um, so this uh, really upsets me that Instagram, it, again, Mark Zuckerberg, if he listens to this, he's going to like kick me off his platforms because he's going to be like, oh, you think you can do it better? Anyways, I know they have the technology and it's not doing, like, I don't see the benefit of it. But when you press, like, if you're going to write a three paragraph content for a photo, and um, I'm explaining to them, not you. Uh, so when you were going to press enter on Facebook, you can just press enter and it like doesn't do anything funky. It gives you that space and that nice. But in Instagram, if you want it to be laid out where it's like paragraph, space, paragraph, you have to put like a period. Um, but there are certain links like websites that have created, I don't know what they've done on the black market behind the scenes where you'd copy that and paste it into and press convert and then it then you'd copy it back into Instagram um, and you don't have to do the period thing so I will make sure that that is released in somewhere you like DM me but I'll, I'll put it on here somewhere um, because Christy Wick who's a chiropractor in Wisconsin that I love she's the one who's like here just in case you don't want to use that I'm like that's awesome so that's the one I used to that's awesome because I I struggle with that to be honest. It's That's what a lot of the time to post a picture is actually the caption. I had to figure out how to like make everything seamless and look and good, look and, normal. Yeah, yeah, look normal. And then it's not until I post it, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's all one paragraph. And yeah, but then you have to go back in and edit it and like, yeah. So okay, excellent. And Canva, holy cow, you're not using Canva just in your business. Um, I think everybody hopefully is, but all you have to do is type in Insta story and it will give you all these templates and they're great. Super great. Okay. Any other apps that you use? I think that's it actually. Okay. Mm -hmm. So do you schedule yours out at all? Because I know there are quite a few scheduling apps too, um, for people, you know, so you're not like sitting and like posting it in the moment, like in an ideal world, if you have a like I have not gotten to this point yet. Like I, when I click enter, I just spent the last 30 minutes getting a photo, making the content and things like that. And just press enter when it pops up. But like good people who are good at time management, not Lauren, um, they will spend, they'll do, they'll call it batch working and they'll spend like I don't know, one morning a month or one morning a week, depending on how often you're doing it, create all the photos, create all the content, and then they'll put it in an app for, you know, and then it'll just shoot it out. And you can't do it for story, but you can do it for your feed. So, so I have, I don't do that actually. Okay. So you and I are like, we're like making it in the moment. Yeah. So I actually do it a different way. I'll definitely create my content ahead of time. Um, when I do get a chance, I will create two or three posts, okay. especially the that I post, um, and I'll save them on my Instagram and then I'll just actually post it whenever and when, it, you know, whenever I have a, a morning where I'm going to post it or an afternoon or a night where I'm going to post it, I just have them already ready, captions ready. And all I have mm -hmm. to do is in my 
hashtags and I just post it and share it and that's it. But honestly, the scheduler is, is pretty genius because you can just insert it, put a time that you want it to go out on. Sometimes it's just one more freaking app. And this is, this is part of my hate for Instagram of like, I know you have the capability of doing it. Like, why are you making me use six different apps to make your platform really great? So two of the ones that I've definitely seen called out a lot are later and Hootsuite are really common apps that people um, will use for time management. So they're not spending 30 minutes, uh, you know, like doing it me. You sound like you're doing it great, but like if you wanted to even go to the next one, those are really awesome ones. So like it. Okay. So what's the next question? Next question I got was how important is target audience to grow your Instagram? So important. (laughs) No, what what would you say? What a great question. I think it's like you said, Dr. Lauren, it is, I think it's everything to be honest. And I think that those, the, the way I do it, if that's what the question is asking is I definitely rely on the hashtags a lot to target the audience that I want. So my Instagram is mostly doctors, to be honest. Students of chiropractic, um, I wanna say 90% are doctors. So that's my audience, Um, that's who I'm sharing with. For your personal. For my, yeah, so the chiropractic guru, guru, yes. That is uh, what I'm, that's the foundation of my followers, to be honest. Um, I do have other followers here and there, like since I moved here, people in the fashion world and um, people who do a lot of diet stuff and nutrition and all that stuff for sure. But I think that that's the bulk of my followers, but those hashtags are everything. And I think it's Dallas. Yeah. So then what do you do for the brick and mortar business? Are you using like geographic hashtags or... So yeah, geographic hashtags, I use specific hashtags to what I'm posting that day. And I also use general hashtags of chiropractic health wellness. Um, yeah, that's what I, that's the bulk of my hashtags. So if we had somebody, okay, so let's say we have someone who's in LA and they've got a brick and mortar and they're trying to stand out. And they're trying to get like for their brick and mortar, they're trying to get new patients. Mm -hmm. Um, How would you recommend they like what kind of strategy would you recommend they use to be seen in that environment? So that's a really great question. I, I would definitely hashtag locations. So wherever you're at in California, let's say. Hashtag the area, the uh, the neighborhood, whatever it is that can get you on the map there. And then actually going in and going into those specific hashtags and going in and liking photos of people in the area. Oh, yeah. So following those people and interacting with them. Liking or commenting or just getting yourself out there, um, I think does wonders for me at least, and you're getting yourself known in the area. And I think that that's, it's super difficult because I actually did that for myself and for my personal page. My following was from Canada. And so when I moved moved to Dallas, it was like, oh my gosh, like I'm a nobody because I don't, 
I don't have anyone on my page that's from Dallas. So just starting to follow people in the area. Um, I'll also like whoever I follow, I'll go to their followers and see who I can follow from that mm-hmm. and so on and so on. And using those ha- hashtags and going in and following people in the area. And yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I found too, so I should have prefaced this by, I live in a town of 8,000 people. Um, if you have a business that has a Facebook page, you are like doing good at social media. So Instagram, I don't, I spend a ton of time on Instagram for the podcast, um, and personal just, but for my business, for my brick and mortar, the reason that like, I didn't want to talk about this too much is because we don't have a ton of followers. Most of our followers are other chiropractors from like when I was in a coaching group. And it's more of like, my husband calls it my vanity project because like, if we post something, nobody in Rice Lake is seeing it. It's not going to bring in new patients. It's just other chiropractors. Um, so I don't spend a ton of time on the business Instagram. And by that, I probably spend still too much time. Um, but because there's just not a lot of people around here that are actually on Instagram. But one of the things that I have found business to business to stand out is I will like if I'm going to a coffee shop, let's say, and the coffee shop, let's say they have 2000. Now, this wouldn't happen in Rice Lake, but let's say you're in L.A. and you go to a coffee shop and they've got 2000 followers on their Instagram. If you take the time to make an attractive Insta story. Like, you know, like put something like, what would you want your customers to say about you basically? So like put, put a lot of thought into like really selling up, like this is the greatest coffee shop, like type thing, make it attractive, take a cool photo and you tag them in it. There's a really good chance they are going to share because Instagram makes it so easy to be like, share to my story. Now, if you take a photo of a cup of coffee and you're like, great coffee, I mean, especially if you're in LA, they probably have a lot more interesting things. They might not share that. But if you just take a sec to make a cool photo with like a really amazing compliment or review of them, there's a good chance that they're going to take your account and blast it over. Now, you're not going to get like a thousand of those 2000 people to like your page, but you'll start to be being seen at least. Um, And you can do that. I mean, you can just go through, depending on your neighborhood, you can do that kind of left and right, like, you know, getting, hopefully getting them to share that. But I like the interacting. So in the beginning, though, how much time, like, if you can kind of rewind back to like less than 100 followers, um, how much time do you spend interacting versus producing content? Oh, um, At the beginning, I think I was spending a lot of time on content, mostly because I wasn't sure what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, As I do, you think like you would have if you were doing it over, you'd spend more time interacting, or I think so. I think from the get go, I just thought that I didn't have enough um, pull, I guess, or enough. um, I just didn't have enough like stuff on my page for it to be attractive to people, especially when you're just starting and you only have like two photos up, it's kind of hard, you know, bring people to the page and there's no value there really just yet. 
valid point. Spend time getting at least, what do they say it is? Um, it's the double swipe. So I would, let me count really quick um, because they say the average person. So let, okay. So let's go back to the coffee shop, shop example. Um, the average person, you post a thing of a coffee shop, coffee shop with a lot of followers, um, posts it, shares it on their story. And somebody goes, huh, um, something chiropractic. <laughs> that was, that was the best thing I could come up with. Something chiropractic. They come over to your page. What they're going to do is they're going to see what's called your grid and they're going to do two swipes. So basically you need nine times two. You, probably about 18 photos before um, you're going to look at least slightly established on Instagram. Like if you do have two or three photos, people might come over to your profile page, but they're not going to think that you actually are producing something of value because you have two photos. Like those could be the greatest photos ever, but they're going to go like, Oh, they're new, they don't know what they're doing, or they don't post that often, but basically the value is not worth the follow. So you need to have kind of at least 18 photos that I, I, would, I would have to agree with that because just think about yourself going to a page. What's the first thing you do? And the first thing you do is, okay, you look at the bio, you look at their profile picture, and then you look at their content. Mm -hmm. So you literally have about two to three seconds to have to make an impact and for, to make someone click that follow button. Yep. So I think that that has a lot of pull, um, on the attraction and traction of people that are coming and actually interacting and following and all that stuff. So at the beginning, just to go back, um, yeah, that wasn't happening much. I was doing most of the following. Yep. I was going out and trying to create a following instead of get, gaining followers, um, just from my content or, whatever it was. Now, once things get rolling, what percentage of time do you, if you had to guess, do you spend interacting versus producing content? Currently, I think I interact more than produce. I, I interact a lot. I would say that that's the number one thing that I get um, comments and um, just personal DMs about people. That's what they like about my page is that I, do a lot of shout outs and I interact a lot with my stories and polls and questions and tag a lot of people and just kind of like spreading the love and just being kind really. I think that it goes a long way and, and goes far with um, the attraction of your page. Yeah. We are not going in any kind of order and that is so true to my style. Um, but I, I just want to talk on like, so with you interacting with your people, and you could do this whether you have 200 people who follow you or 2 million. Well, 2 million would be very difficult. Um, you probably would hire someone at that point. But you could have, have 5,000 people who like your page, but if you have not trained them to interact with you, it means nothing. So you could spend, let's say a chiropractor spent, and this is super important for you to hear, like, Please listen to this part. You could spend a year just hustling your ass off to get like to, I don't know, insert any number that you think 
is makes you a valid Instagrammer. 500 people, 1,000 people, 5,000, whatever. And then you're like, okay, whew, I did it. I made it to that number. Now I'm going to start reaping the benefits. And I'm going to put out like, we've got a new patient special. New patient appointments, $20 this week. And you're going to hear crickets. Because you haven't like trained them, you know, assuming that this whole time you haven't trained them how to interact. And that is one of the most, like when I do all these like free Instagram like things and like tips and this to like, um, that's what all of the information is. I wanted to get through this entire episode without saying this word, but I'm not going to be able to. The algorithm. fucking algorithm I was Tyler J McCall is somebody that I follow and he's like an Instagram he's more than that but he does a lot of Instagram coaching and he's like listen people the algorithm is it's a computer it does not hate you like it's not sitting there choosing to work against you and then he's like also it dropped in like 2016 like can we stop talking (laughs) about the freaking algorithm um but anyway so like what was I talking about? Oh, so like you were talking about hashtags used to be like, that was the way you got followers. And now this massive amount of people have gone from Facebook. And now like Instagram is so huge that hashtags just don't do what they used to do. So I do recommend brick and mortar. Absolutely. Always be using your hashtag of your city. Like always, 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 or your neighborhood, if you live in a town bigger than 8,000. Like North Side, Bryce Lake, there's 600 people here. Um, So, but then really it's about interaction. It's about interacting with other accounts and training your people that like, send me a question and I'm going to be there to respond. Um, Because if you are just there putting out quality content and they just, I don't know what they think, but they're not trained to like, Hey, this is really interesting on sciatica. Like, do you see pregnant people with sciatica? But if they don't even think that there's a person behind the account, that's going to be like, absolutely. Let me help you. It really doesn't turn into money. And that's what, I mean, that's the problem with, and my husband has to like, check me sometimes, not with the podcast, but like with the business like, are you doing this for followers or are you doing this to bring new patients in? And it's like, Oh yes, that is right. Because you should have, there's kind of two objectives for a lot of people. Like they'll right? Like, are you following, are you following me here? Um, where it's like, and what you do and how you curate and all of that, it might be slightly different, you know? So you just got to make sure that if you're building your brick and mortar, account that like the bottom line is creating a relationship that you can say I can help you and they feel like hey I trust this account that I've been following and I will when I need a chiropractor I will turn to them versus I think the biggest thing you said was trust Mm -hmm. um if people don't trust you then it's really hard to make a sale um for lack of a better term um it's really hard to bring people in to get an influence um, to have people want to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that trust is a huge one. So if you're the way I build trust on my pages, like we were talking about interaction, comment on other people's photos, um, 
respond to the comments that you get. That's one of the biggest things. So when I get comments on my photos, I try my hardest to respond as soon as they come in because that just builds more traction um, on the photo. So really, really interacting, like really be involved and care enough to respond and just be there and be someone that um, they can trust, someone that they can go to for advice, information. Um, Yeah, I think that's super important. Well, and, you know, if you're like, okay, well, how do I build trust with somebody who isn't interacting with me? Because most of the time, I don't want you to think that like, Instagram is full of all these people who are like, oh my gosh, I want to interact with you. No, you have to like force interaction basically. Um, But kind of comes back to what you were saying of like, I'm predictable. Because if all of a sudden you post something, they've been following you for a little bit and you post something out of left field, now all of a sudden they don't feel like they know you. And like, it sounds like such a weird conversation, but this is the virtual world we live in where it's like, they're like, wait, I thought you were a clinic that was like X, Y, or Z, but now you posted that and now I'm very confused and now I don't know if I can trust you. It's all these like subconscious layers that happen. So coming back to that, like be predictable, stay in your lane of what you say your bio is about. I totally agree with that. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Okay. What's the next question that we can get off topic on? <laughs> did we do for the previous one? Okay. We totally did. Did we? I think we did. <laughs> I think we did. It was about the target audience. Oh, so, did we? <laughs> Well, whoever asked that, I am so sorry. (laughs) Um, But biggest thing, just to recap, target audience, use your hashtags and use all 32 of them. I believe there's 32. And trial and error. At the beginning, I wasn't getting anywhere with my hashtags. And then I had to kind of change them and see, okay, well, okay, this photo got me more, more following, more likes, more profile visits, more, you know, just more traction altogether. So it's all trial and error and, I, and I'm constantly changing them up. Um, I have my solid like 25 that I keep. Um, but depending on what I'm posting, I'll kind of alter those last um, few with uh, whatever is that I'm posting. So I think that hashtags are super important. And Um, the way I research what to hashtag is basically you'll just go on Google and you'll type in most popular hashtags for chiropractic or most popular hashtags for health wellness. And then it'll pull up like a list of 20 Mm -hmm. and then try those out. And that's the easiest way. Cause some people are like, well, what do I even like, what is it? Like, I don't get it. Like, but don't sleep on hashtags. Honestly, it's, it's crazy the amount of traction I get just from the hashtags. So that's fantastic. Um, and for target audience, I feel like let's talk about the content um, because you could have the greatest hashtags, but back to again, predictability like, okay, so let's say you are going to post a photo of a preg, like your prenatal clinic, and you want to post a photo that speaks to like our clinic sees pregnant women. Um, the content that you post, you need to go past your target market is not just like, I don't know, all pregnant women. Like in that content of that photo, I really recommend like be like, no, my target market is a woman 
who's currently pregnant with her second child and she's tired and she's sore and she's working and like it sounds like but aren't I gonna alienate a lot of people if I go that specific and write like to that person no because there's so much content out in the world that like if you are trying to be so broad nobody I don't know I can't remember for the life of me what the quote is but it's basically like if you're marketing to oh I mean remember right now you're marketing to everyone you're marketing to no one look at me um so really dig down into like you can't be like well I'm just starting out my target market is everybody that lives in my town it's like you could, no, no, because nobody, it's going to be white noise. And so I really, and you can kind of move around a little bit, but like for this photo, who is your target market for this photo? Tell me details about her and speak to her. Like, because that's coming, we're just doing so good at like coming full circle, coming back to like the trust. So what's going to happen is, so let's say you write this post that's like, Mom, I see you. You are juggling all the things. You are making a baby inside of you and trying to keep the one that you had last year still alive. You're tight, you know, whatever. So you create this thing and you're like, but what about the people? What about the women who aren't pregnant or they're pregnant with their first one? They're just going to scroll past on this one. Like they may not completely resonate, but that's okay. But you are going to grab by speaking so directly to this group, you're gonna really grab them and their trust. And they're gonna be like, oh my gosh, this chiropractor like wrote this for me. And it's like, you know, you're gonna definitely get the likes there. And then later you can be like, hey, first time mom, I know you're nervous about every little thing. Is this safe? Is this safe? And you're wondering, is chiropractic safe? You know, like, so you can, you can jump around in there, but like when you're creating the content for a photo, like write it to a very specific target market. Would you agree? I totally agree with that. Sometimes I even scroll myself and I'm like, wow, this person literally took the words out of my mouth or the thoughts out of my head. Mm -hmm. And it's just amazing when you can connect with a post, it just almost, it kind of forces me to comment because I'm just so in tune with it and, and intact with it. So that's definitely so important. Yeah. Um, while we're talking about content, um, I do want to make sure we cover like, so what I'll do when I'm writing a writing content is I'll like, I won't get too stuck on my first sentence and what, or what order things are going in. Basically I'll like type, I'll kind of move around. So it like flows, but then the very first sentence that you have needs to be like, it needs to catch people's attention because you need to stop the scroll. So, um, I just saw Jasmine star speak at, um, a conference a month or two ago and you know that was one of the big things she said is like people on Instagram they're just scrolling and so you have to do something that gets them to stop and go oh wait what is she about to say um and so there was like lots of different ways I don't really like being told to stop my scroll though so don't tell people stop scrolling that I get very like oddly defensive of like, don't tell me to stop scrolling. Um, but it is something like, can I tell you a secret or can I admit something or you want to know something that shocks all of my patients? It's, but I write that at the end. Like, so I get the content, the meat of it, but then it's like, okay, what's the first sentence going to be? Because it's not going to be like, did you know that chiropractic care is safe for pregnant women? Maybe like scroll on, got it, got it type thing. 
you have to really make sure that that first sentence, as far as content goes, like is catchy. Definitely agree with that. I think that's one of the things that has helped me the most is that first sentence. And sometimes I'll even make it uh, like a question. So people, it attracts people. I like, oh, like, do you have back pain every morning or are you stiff every morning or um, any, honestly, anything, it could be anything. And if it's specific to chiropractic, you know, keep it specific to chiropractic and what people and try and feel, especially when you're in practice, like the questions that you get, like on table talk, like um, the questions that you get, you know, talking to patients, like what are those like questions that keep coming up? And I bet you anything that a lot of people are thinking the same thing. So just making sure that it's catchy for sure. Um, sometimes I'll even put it in bold because that'll even catch people's eyes. Just having it in bold. Sorry, in cap, I, in, I meant all caps. I'm like, tell me more. I know you're using an app for that <laughs> because it would make you use an app if you were bolding. Yep. It's an app to make it cursive and pretty and just attractive. And, um, but I'll definitely capitalize. Um, I'll capitalize on the capitalizing for sure. Most of the time. I like that. Capitalize <laughs> on the capitalize. Okay. So before we wrap this up, I want to do a slight deep dive into the like dark side of Instagram. Um, if you, this may not resonate with a lot of people and that's okay. Hope you got something of value. So Reese, this happened to me yesterday. I was warned that this was going to happen. Um, I was told that the likes thing was going away. Now, what I was told in my, in fairness, is I was told I would be able to see how many pictures of likes got. Okay, this is where I'm showing my ugly. Okay, people, like, for real, I, yeah, this is gonna, we're gonna get real vulnerable here. So I thought that, like, Instagram was changing things, and, like, they were gonna not, other people weren't gonna be able to see how many likes a photo gets. I was cool with that. I don't need other people to see but all of a sudden, yesterday morning, I'm like, yep, okay, this picture's performing really well. That's great. It's at 100 likes. And then at 3 o'clock, I went back in. Likes, gone. It just says so-and-so and others. And I'm like, it was funny because my husband was in the clinic getting adjusted by my associate at the time. And I'm like, oh, the likes are gone. And he's like, you know this is happening. And I'm like, I'm not, I would, it would tell me how many likes. And he's like, well, you can count them if you want. I'm like, I'm not that crazy. Um, because one of the techniques for like figuring out, so what I would used to say of like, if somebody's like, well, what, how do I know what my buckets are? Is I would say, if you've been posting for a while, look at your photos. Um, oh, I wonder if previous ones go away. You might, do you know that? Because I wonder if I can look back at like three months ago, if it'll tell me, but anyway, so, you know, what I would say is like, well, look at your photos and see which ones get, you know, you're going to have an average amount of likes. Let's say you get like 20 likes on normal photos. And this is all a moot point because Instagram changed everything. But I would say like, you know, if then all of a sudden you post one photo and it gets like 50 likes, post more of that. That is what your audience wants to see. And now with this stupid algorithm or whatever they're changing, um, no. So, okay, just as we were talking, I went back and looked at like previous pictures. You can't even look at old photos. All the number of likes are gone. So did this rock your world at all? Or are you just like cooler than I am? And Well, I don't know if this is news to me. Um, I still see my likes. So I don't know if because... So it says a number of likes. 
let me confirm. Well, everything. Because like, yeah, all right, everyone, you are seeing the chiropractic guru's real-time reaction to this. So yeah, it, mine just says like, like, um, like the chiropractic guru and others. Do you still have your likes? I have the likes. It tells but, you number? Yeah, I think it oh. might be because I didn't update my phone. Don't do it. Don't do it. You lose it. Um, and I just didn't realize like, oh gosh. So, but we're going to reference Kim Kardashian, kind of the uh, social media queen. It's hilarious that Kim Kardashian has 150 million followers and like Michelle Obama's got like 10. I don't know how much many Michelle Obama has, but I know it's not. 150 million so she was actually saying that like this is really good because social media has this like mental health component that really sucks and I'm like well yes but I'm sad about it but yeah don't okay now I'm looking up Michelle Obama yep 11.4 million so yeah so Kimmy K has got 150 and Michelle Obama who's like out in the world doing things um but yeah, it's, uh, there is this like negative turn happening with the mental health aspect of Instagram. I don't know. Do you, do you see it at all? There really is. Honestly, I, I think that it's just, it's sad. It really is to me because I know growing up as a little girl, like we didn't have Instagram. Yeah. And, um, it's just, it, wasn't even a thought. I didn't even think about it or anything like that. But now I can see that those kids that actually have Instagram in high schools, the stuff that goes on between especially females um, and just saying like, it's a competition, like, oh, I got more likes than you, you got. And oh, this photo is prettier than this photo. And it's just think about it from the high school aspect. Uh, Then I will donate my likes. I will give up my likes because you're right. That is totally, it is like, so it's like bullying. I didn't think about that part. But no. business, like business wise, I think that it's super beneficial. Yeah, it is. Because like, your audience wants. Right, right. And I think that, like you said, like you want to post what people want to see. And if you don't know how many people are liking it, then how do you know what to post? But um, mental health side, I think that, yeah, like younger kids that are that have Instagram and that are using it and comparing at school and just comments and I mean it's just another outlet for people to bully and for people just to be mean and yeah, bring people down and all that stuff. So um when it comes to that, I think that it's it's super sad and I, I don't like it at all, but um I can see why they remove the likes. Yeah. Um so another Kardashian, uh, Chloe Kardashian, I think, you know, what's funny is my husband's actually the one who said like, what do you think about Chloe Kardashian's, uh, <laughs> you didn't see it on Instagram to defend him. It was like in his newsfeed. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he uh, apparently like she, a few weeks ago hit 150 or hundred million followers and like immediately posted um, unpopular opinion. I think social media has completely destroyed our generation's ability to be truly happy. We're always seeing someone else who we think has it better than us, and it causes us to think that what we have isn't good enough. Okay, first of all, pot calling kettle here, Chloe. But I do like that. You know, it is. Um, I try and it's back to that like real versus fake. 
So like, no, I didn't post a picture of me in the ER. Um, but shoot, you know, I don't know what the answer is. Like I try and do like little drips of real life. Um, like me putting in my, my extensions for our interview. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's be authentic. I guess that's what it comes down to is like, and, and know that most of what you're seeing is not. It's, it's really not like, even sometimes I look at my Instagram and I'm like, wow, my life looks so nice and so good. But I mean, reality is, is it's, it's not like that 100% of the time. It really isn't. You're, it's just highlights of someone's life. So don't take what you see as what it is because it's, there's much more to it. And, you know, obviously, like you said, you're not going to post yourself in the ER, but, um, or just like, I don't know, you having an argument with someone or, yeah. right. You're just those good things. And it's just like, okay, good after good after good. And you're like, oh my gosh, this person's life is so, looks so good. and looks so nice. And why isn't my life like that? Well, just know that their life is not like that either. So I think at the end of the day, <laughs> Don't, um, don't get too attached and don't get, you know? Yeah. I think the big takeaway from this like mental health portion of the podcast is when you get involved in Instagram, realize that look at it as a game. It is, it is a game. It is a tool for marketing. Um, and if you, think about it and keep yourself mentally distance of like versus looking at it as a like photo album of all of your friends lives like then you have to be very very careful but like yep when we go back to like tag a coffee get the coffee you know like it is is like tag a coffee so the coffee shop ta- shares you and then all of a sudden these people in your neighborhood see that you're a chiropractor like yeah, like don't get too down the rabbit hole. Don't take it too freaking seriously. Um, have fun, have fun with it. Do something different, be authentic and just like realize that honestly, eh, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg could blow the whole thing up in a, like, well, he probably wouldn't blow it all up, but what would happen is, is like, there's gonna, he's gonna create the next thing. And then all of a sudden you have to start, you know, in whatever app he creates you're going to have to start at zero again. And so like, you can't be putting too many eggs in this basket that it really freaking matters because it does. I couldn't agree more with that. I think any day now, Instagram could be no longer existing. And say it again. MySpace. Are you old enough to know what MySpace is? Oh, I know MySpace. Yeah. I wasn't on MySpace. I will say I was young enough. I'm young enough that like, I wasn't old enough to have a MySpace account before it like kind of went down the drain. Um, but yeah, so w- someday there's just going to be another MySpace and like. Exactly. Exactly. So just go with it and, you know, just enjoy it while it's here and don't put, like you said, all your eggs in one basket because tomorrow could just be all gone. So. Well, thank you so much. Um, So tell people, again, tell them your handle and where they can follow your lovely Instagram account so they can interact with you. Yes. So my Instagram, you can follow me at the chiropractic guru. Um, And yeah, just shoot me a message. Let's talk. Let's interact. Um, I actually love interacting with my followers and um, just being, you know, just being kind and friendly and just having chats and so yeah, you can reach me on there and 
yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Rebecca. Um, we will definitely, we will have to find a time. I'm going to be down in Dallas in 2020, so we'll have to grab coffee. And we'll Instagram the shit out of that. <laughs> and we'll take a coffee shot. <laughs> All right, she slayers. That was all we could cover in. Uh, we'll just call this part one of Instagram because there is so so many different topics that we didn't even get down. Um, but hopefully, whether you are new to Instagram or a little seasoned, you got something from this. If you have a question that we did not answer, seriously, DM either of us. Go find us um, at she slays or at the chiropractic guru. Both of us, like we said, love interacting with our people. Um, send us a direct message and we would love to answer it. So until next week, Sheet Slayers, bye. Hey, Sheet Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast, and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.